This war represents a failure to listen. Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Something terrible has happened. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the force of the Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. No, no, you're still holding on! Let go! Biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. That's how we're gonna win. Not fighting what we hate. Save what we love. Hello, and welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm your other host, Ethan. And today we again have our wonderful correspondent, Sarah. Happy to be back. Today's topic is a little darker. I would say this is probably our darkest topic that we've talked about. We are talking about the relationship of Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala, better known as Annie Dalla. So the controversy here is there are many fans that really, really love their connection and Anakin and Padme, and they're really loving their the, the tragedy of their relationship. But then there are other people on the other side who say that like, it is really not a good relationship and there's abuse in the relationship. So we will be covering all of those topics. I, I'll put a trigger warning right now about domestic abuse, but uh, we're gonna talk about the positives first and so we will put us. So if you want to listen to our positives first, and then just not listen to the negatives, we will we will get that. But it is that is that is the topic today, and it is a it is a tough one. So we're very glad to have you back, Sarah. Well, it's not the most uh, positive topic. I'm always happy to talk about Padme. Yes. This is where the fun begins. First of all, let's start off with Ethan. What are your thoughts on the relationship between Anakin and Padme? Do you like it? Do you think there's problems with it? Yeah. So when I, when I, it's sort of, it's sort of a, been a progressive, like realization about how, at least in my opinion, how bad the relationship actually was. Like when I first saw uh, episode three, and and the prequels to uh, in general i was like wow that's you know that's kind of a really cool love story and i i didn't really as i was younger it didn't really click in my head just how toxic certain aspects of it were was and so uh, growing up watching it over and over those those stand out to you more and then you sort of then you and you think, wow, okay, like that, he's doing, he's, he's, he's doing some, he's doing some things and saying some things that are not great. And you can definitely see, see the, the badness, I don't know, I'm trying to find a better word, the, the problems in the relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, yes. Yeah. Sarah, how do you feel about the relationship? I think I have a similar journey as Ethan when I first watched the prequel trilogy and 
when I was younger in my teenage years, I liked the relationship. You know, I thought that, you know, kind of the forbidden love and the star-crossed lover aspect was really cool. And I liked, you know, that, you know, Padme went on on a limb and went for the bad boy a little bit. But watching it more, it it takes you out of it at times. So when I'm watching the prequels, I guess, casually watching, you know, where I'm not, you know, super thinking about the events, I can still enjoy on the surface, the the whole star-crossed lover relationship that they have. But really, if I give it more than a couple minutes thoughts, all of the, the problems and issues in their relationship and how they treat one another comes to the forefront and it gets uncomfortable for me. Okay. So to, for me to toss in my, my two cents, I never really bought their relationship. I'm not going like, I, I never actually thought it was a very good relationship. I'm not going to say that I saw really problematic elements. I, but like when I was watching it, I was just like, this is not, this is uncomfortable because it was just like he was cringe and and stuff like that. I also want to preface like this whole um like basically I don't it's it's tough. So cuz like I would say like I as I got older, I have again, I think we're all on the same kind of path of getting of realizing more that there are problematic elements. And I just want to say like a piece of that, I think, is the times are changing when this movie, when this came out. Because I want to say like, I don't think George Lucas intentionally wrote two characters that are, that or one character that is abusive to the other. I don't think that was intentional. Mm -hmm. I think no. it was completely just like, this is how he thought to do it. And... I think at that time it was fine. Like at that time we're like, Oh my gosh, he's a bad boy. And it's a, a star crossed lovers and stuff like that. Now I think as we are getting better societally, it is coming forward of these are really not good things that he is doing to her. And the more that we talk about, cause I think again, we're talking about domestic abuse more. We're talking about things that are not okay more because I will say like when, when we go through our, our negatives list, like there's things on here that I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not realize, I thought this was weird, but I did not realize this was a symbol of this and stuff like that. So, but again, we also want to preface, if you like Annie Dalla, that's fine. That, that's, that's great. I, I have, there's a lot of things to like about their relationship. Mm -hmm. There are just, pieces that are not the best and again i think are because of the the times are changing is is mainly my my thought so if you want to if you look at it as a product of its time that's fine yeah so we'll get there but let's talk about love yes right. love <laughs> there we go so here we go briefly in the last when we talked about padme in our last episode mm -hmm. We, I, because I'm not going to bring it up a ton, but um, retro zap article. We talked about like the difference between Padme's decision, like Padme and Anakin. It's a tragedy, so it's supposed to be bad. But, and I'm going to do my best to to 
defend Padme and Anakin in this one. Well, but I'll, I'll chip in, and, chip and in. there's there's parts that, that are you defendable, like. or, or okay. I can definitely see why people like them in certain aspects. So. Okay, but like again, I'll I'll bring up the the brief thing that I'll bring up from from Retro's app is that again, Padme remains loyal to Anakin, and a lot of people view that as bad, but. If you are going to do that to Padme, you also have to do that to Luke. And we talked about that a little bit of like, Luke remains loyal. Luke remains, he is, so basically I'll I'll read it again. So steadfastly loyal to a man who has physically abused her is often used as evidence of her weakness as a character. And yet doesn't Luke do the same thing in Return of the Jedi? When he discards his weapon in the presence of the most powerful Sith in the galaxy and the abusive father who cut off his hand and kicked the crap out of him. How can Padme's sacrifice be written off as weak while Luke's is bravery? They are the same thing. Luke is Padme's child. Her spirit, her fearlessness, and her loyalty live on in him. So a big piece of that is that like she loves him and remains loyal because she knows there's good in him. And he is eventually redeemed, so she is right. But that is the the thing we'll start off with. Mm-hmm. Basically, a big piece of this is it's all part of the plan. Like, it's all part of George Lucas's plan to make Padme and Anakin look like star-crossed lovers. I found this on Padwan Lost Tumblr's page. And this person really loves Annie Dalla and a lot of the information that I got from about positives with Annie Dalla comes from this, this Tumblr user. So Padwan Lost is uh, the big, a big help in finding stuff through this. There's a scene in Revenge of the Sith where, where Anakin goes to see Padme and Obi-Wan's been here, hasn't he? He came by this morning. What did he want? He's worried about you. And seems a little accusatory. So Padwan Lost is defending that scene and talking about the scene in this way and says, this was all part of of the issue of the Jedi Order, hubris. They had been in control for so long they got comfortable while Palpatine grew more and more powerful. There is the one scene where Anakin questions if Obi-Wan has been there. And in the book, that scene rapidly became abusive. But in the film, it's clear that Anakin is increasingly thinking that Obi-Wan doesn't trust him. He never indicates any issues towards Padme here. So he's basically, this person says he's not accusing Padme of being there, but accuses Obi-Wan of not trusting him and going against him. Mm-hmm. So we're talking other positives of the relationship? Positives, oh yeah, for sure. Yes. Well, I think... There is positives of kind of looking at it from Padme's perspective. She is always one giving to others and putting herself in service, you know, first as queen and then as senator and doesn't really get any privacy, any alone time or anything that she wants to do to further her. You know, I think she does, they, they further certain parts of her, but it's the persona she puts on as queen or as senator. And you don't necessarily get to express your true emotions with that. So one of the parts I do really like about the relationship, and I think other other people relate to as well, is you know Padme is like actually letting go, actually letting Anakin in, and this is something that is truly her. This isn't something that is part of her larger political persona or 
you know, the identity that she shares with her handmaidens. Okay. I hadn't actually thought of that. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's an interesting point because you sort of, right, the, the, the idea that she's letting this one person in when everything else is sort of, she has to sort of, right, be this presence of queen or sender is, is definitely, is, is an interesting perspective to think about for sure. Mm-hmm. As a positive, yeah. And I would even argue with that of like the tragedy of the relationship because she's letting him in, but he won't let her in. What is it? Nothing. Don't do this. Don't shut me out. Let me help you. Yeah, I think that is part of the, the tragedy too, where, because yeah, Padme opens herself up pretty completely to him, but you know, all the third movie, she's like, let me help you. Let me help you. This is why I'm here. And he doesn't, doesn't reciprocate. Right. And then, so that's kind of the, I want to give credit. I'm going to pull the article back up. So from aminoapps.com, Skywalker has a series uh, explaining Anakin. And in the fourth installment of that series, the author explains the relationship with Padme. And, you know, there's some discussion of the, 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 the interesting flirting choices of I don't like sand is explained. But, you know, Anakin has never, we know that Padme, I think a little bit more through the deleted scenes in the extended canon, had a really good home life and parents that loved each other. And so she had love shown to her and how a committing caring relationship functions. Anakin never had that. He was raised by a single mother as a slave and then was taken to the Jedi where all emotions were sequestered. So he has these big feelings for Padme and he has no way of really communicating that with her and expressing that beyond the weird pickup lines. And I think the overprotective and possessive and obsessive tendencies, he just doesn't know how to express love. And especially in the third movie, I think Padme does express love in multiple ways and, you know, kind of setting aside and putting it, you know, in the Clone Wars, she does too, but Anakin, even in the Clone Wars series where you have more time to expand their relationship, he doesn't really, like, he just, like, he says, you mean so much to me, Padme, but like, I mean, that's about as far as it goes. He doesn't really show or demonstrate and support her in the ways she needs. So again, I think that's part of the tragedy of the relationship is he has these big feelings and there may be true love and it there, but he has no idea how to express it. And I think that's where you get to where you do because he is just, he is so obsessive and would do anything for her. And, you know, he turns to the dark side allegedly for her because he can't, let her in because of the Jedi teachings. He can't, he doesn't know how to cope with his own thoughts and emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I liked everything you just said. I really hadn't delved too deep into that side of, or that perspective of this kid as he's known love with his mother and then taken, that was taken away from him violently. And then we're right raised as a jedi to then repress our emotions and or not let them influence us and then we have a woman that we love but we're conflicted about loving because it's not the jedi way i can definitely understand not knowing how to 
expressed more feelings for her other than I just do anything for you and I love you so much and I don't know what else to do to save you other than commit to obtaining this dark side power. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's quite a fascinating perspective of, and, and makes the story, it does make the story more tragic for sure. He wants to love her, but that he doesn't know how to other than turning. Right. What you just said, Ethan, made me think of the one line. I don't remember if it's the episode two or episode three, but Padme says this war represents a failure to listen. And honestly, if Anakin and Padme had listened to each other a little bit more, because I think both of them were saying, you know, I love you and I'm trying to help, but doing it in different ways. And they, they weren't expressing it in ways that the other person could receive it. Right. Because we have different love languages. And so had they actually taken, you know, a couple of hours or a day or whatever it was to like actually listen to each other Anakin may not have turned because he realized that, you know, Padme, it, you know, is my, my partner. And she is very, she's a very, one of the reasons that I think he fell in love with her is he, she's a very capable woman. And he's like, you are very capable. So yeah, let's use my resources. Let's use your resources and we can figure this out. And I mean, it just never happens for so many reasons. Right. And I believe that's episode three, because that, no, it is the yeah. war the war hadn't started yet yep mm-hmm. yep An episode two. and to go along with that actually this is again from padwan lost at tumblr and they actually say that anakin didn't become vader because he loved padme but it, it, it had it's related so I'll, I'll read the this interesting passage that i like and then we can talk about it a little bit so she they say contrary to popular belief Anakin didn't become Vader because he loved Padme. His selfish actions in Revenge of the Sith don't show themselves in his ability to love. They show themselves in Anakin's inability to consider others in his actions. Anakin's selfishness doesn't show itself in his love for Padme. It shows itself in his unwillingness to accept her own agency in the whole thing. Being afraid of losing a loved one is normal, healthy reaction, and personally, I don't see anything inherently wrong with the fear of loss. The problem in Anakin's case is how he failed to deal with that fear in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. And that again goes to repressing the fears and repressing the emotions Mm -hmm. that Sarah brought up of, again, he loves Padme. And I think, I think that's actually really, really interesting because a a number of, a number of times throughout uh, Revenge of the Sith, Padme says, I'm not going to die in childbirth. Like she says it, she says, I'm not going to like, don't worry about it. And he continues to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And he continues to focus on it. And it's that fear. He's, he does not know how to, to, to process that fear because again, while, and this is going to getting a little bigger philosophically, like I don't fear is a normal emotion. I don't think Jedi don't feel fear. I think they're they're supposed to be taught and how to deal with it and how to push it down and and process through it. But I don't know what you guys think. I know I don't have a, an article to or a blog post. I know I've read it across multiple blog posts. So shout out to authors if you've uh, written this. But 
uh, tapping into the Clone Wars a little bit. So Anakin had no control and no agency over losing his mother, the the, the most important woman in his life. Um, Anakin had no control and no agency when Ahsoka walked away from the Order, and she was a very important uh, person in his life. And so now he has these visions of Padme dying, and he's like, "Well, this hasn't happened yet, and you know, I have some agency and control in this." and you know, this is kind of, I mean, it is a big relationship for him. And so I think there's that stress added to it and thinking that I do actually have some agency and I'm going to do everything I can in this. And in part, because I think of how Ahsoka left the order, you know, Anakin was trying to help and do the things and she still turned away. And so I think that's where Anakin gets obsessive with Padme and, and cause she's dismissive of like, I'm not gonna die in childbirth. And he's like, well, Ahsoka did that and she walked away and I can't let that happen. True. Yeah, I like that a lot too of now that we established the character of Ahsoka so well and her relationship with Anakin, it's, it's interesting to think about how that relationship watching Revenge of the Sith again influences him even further to want to keep that seemingly last piece of love and feelings he has for another person around as, as much as possible with all of these important people leaving him or walking right out of his life. You just can't let that, you can't let that happen again. I and mean, especially yep. to Padme. Yep. Yep. And I, and I'll, I'll just dive in with that. There's a lot. I, again, I don't, this is not my area of expertise, but a lot of benefit that a lot of people see is through the Clone Wars relationship between Anakin and Padme mm -hmm. and and how they they build that out and expand that to be better. And so that like Anakin is more understanding and more like while you while I agree that like it's still he's doesn't know how to express his love, but he does it. He tries to do it better in clone the clone wars tv show versus he does not do it i don't think he does it super well in the movies but I, again you guys know this you know you know clone wars better than i do i've only seen them once but yeah the the flirting that anakin and padme have in some of those clone wars episodes is not cringy <laughs> it, it's actually some some cute couple banter five blossom bread my specialty you have a specialty i know how to make lots of things when I was little, I cooked every day. I've been saving it for a special occasion. An evening alone with you? I can't think of an occasion more special. Versus, I don't like Sander. We can't be together because I'm a senator. Correct. Um, it, it actually, it's actually some, some cute couple banters. I it's much more, much more natural. Mm -hmm. Also... It's a little bit of a sidebar, but I think it's in the first season or the second season where they're uh, making out a little bit in Padme's office. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that's that's what we wanted to see. Yeah, moving on from that, <laughs> how do you transition out of... <laughs> this is a kid's show. Yeah, it's a kid's that's show. Right. No. Uh -huh. But we can transition to just like, again, their love for each other. Sure. Um, so again, Padwan Lost says that they are meant for each other and explains it in in such a way so this says she they say so they're both extremely similar 
both made commitments to orders at a young age before they could get a true understanding of what those commitments meant. Both need to suppress their feelings in order to live up to the commitments they made. Both are surrounded by people who don't understand the challenge of this. All of the other Jedi joined the order pretty much as babies. That's all they know is to be completely selfless, different from Anakin, who was taken from his mother. Padme is surrounded by people and politicians who probably weren't thrust into politics at a young age and cannot relate to that experience. Anyway, this is also why Anakin is so worried about losing her. He's losing the only person who understands him and whom he can relate to. It's also a powerful motivation in saving Luke. Luke is the only other person who shows Anakin slash Vader this unconditional love and understanding in episode six. Those are all really good points. And as you were saying, one of the things I didn't even think about is Padme knew Anakin before he went to the Jedi Order, you know, in the time on Tatooine. So before Anakin was indoctrinated by the Jedi, like I would say, Padme knew him as his true self. And I think that may be one of the reasons he wants to cling to her so badly too, because it's, you know, that life in that time where I was, yes, he was a slave, but he was truly himself. Like he could, I mean, you saw him trying to help everybody and give when he had nothing to give on Tatooine. And as a Jedi, especially in the Clone Wars, it's like, well, we can't help them because Jedi can't interfere here. Or, you know, we only have so many resources. So we're going to fight this fight and then leave, even though, you know, the people are starving. And you know, some of those realities of war. And that's just not who Anakin is. I didn't even think of that until you had made the, the you know, talked about what Padawan La said about them being so similar. And it's like, yeah. Anakin didn't know Padme before she was a politician, but Padme knew Anakin before he was a Jedi and and saw his true self. Yeah. I wonder how much she held on to those thoughts of during their entire relationship. How often her mind drifted back to that little boy that she met. And if that, if those feelings she had or that she saw how compassionate he was back then, how how much that influenced her decision to stay or to not not like speak up or if those feelings and, and memories are what kind of got her through the harder parts of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think very much so. I think she is thinking of that little boy on Tatooine when she says there's still good in him. I yeah. I, I, right. I very much believe that. So we all talk about how Anakin loves Padme, and I will say personally, it is not portrayed like Padme really loves Anakin the best in the films, but I found Mm -hmm. this in the Revenge of the Sith novelization, as many people love that book, and so we are going to be using it for good and for ill. But for the good, this is a description of her feeling of Padme's feelings towards Anakin, Her real life began the first time she looked into Anakin Skywalker's eyes and found in there not the uncritical worship of little Annie from Tatooine, but the direct, unashamed, smoldering passion of a powerful Jedi. A young man, to be sure, but every centimeter a man. A man whose legend was already growing within the Jedi Order and beyond. A man who knew exactly what he wanted and was honest enough to simply ask for it. A man strong enough to unroll his deepest feelings before her without fear and without shame. A man who had loved her for a decade with a faithful and patient heart, 
While he waited for the act of destiny, he was sure would someday open her own heart to the fire in his. So to me, that kind of explains her love and makes sense. And I'm like, hey, I can see how why she loves him now. I can see that that connection that she has with him. And so I would I think that kind of ties a little bit of like she maybe didn't see the little boy anymore, but like I'm sure she still thought about it and and brought back that innocence. Mm. And again, and and when you were saying that, I'm like, to me, I was like, I'm not even necessarily sort of like the I would say like the compassion and stuff. She thinks about the compassion, but I'm just like, he is so innocent in the first film. Yeah. Like Anakin is so just like, I want to help everybody and you're a Jedi, so you should save us, all that kind of stuff. And he's just so innocent. And I think that might have a piece of it as well. Of like, And then she meets him in Attack of the Clones and he's a little different. He's not, he's, he's more cynical, especially with their, their conversation of like, we should just make people do things and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so she's like, where did this, thinking about where this innocence went and like, it's still there. And she sees flashes of it in certain points throughout the films. Mm-hmm. But I think about that. Mm-hmm. I will say one of the things I know George, I don't think did it intentionally, <laughs> but one of the things, especially in attack of the clones, I do like about Padme's part of the relationship is how reluctant she is to fall. I think she has feelings, but there's an, you know, she's, she's trying to hide them. She's trying to suppress them. She doesn't feel she can show them. And I think it's, that's really real and really rings true to me on a couple of different levels of like, you know, one, just the logistics, he's a Jedi. And if they found out about the relationship, he could get expelled. So like, that's a bad thing. And I don't know how much her being, I think her being in a relationship wouldn't necessarily derail her politics, but I think because it's with a Jedi, it would. Oh, for sure. Um, so she's thinking of those pieces, but just on putting that aside, even on a personal level, like, you know, Padme talks about in episode two, how, you know, she kissed that artist and had a very, I no, she didn't really have a, a thing with Rush Clovis. Yes, she did. Well, it was really brief and I don't think it meant anything to her, but like, she's never been in a relationship really. And so like to open yourself up to that and to take the plunge, especially if they are, you know, as big feelings as a whole star-crossed lover situation, like that is super scary. So it's like, yes, she may want it, but feel she can't have it, you know, again, because it's something for her, not for, you know, her people or the Senate or the Republic. It's, you know, there may be that, oh, I'm being selfish in this because it's, it's dangerous and reckless and, you know, it doesn't, it, you know, there's no outside gain besides the two of us being happy. And so I think that those thoughts are running through her head, especially in Attack of the Clones. And that's why, you know, as they're about to die, she can say it because she's just like, well, I want to be happy for this one moment before we die. And then you can't take that back once, once you've said it, but I don't think George intended to write it that way of like, not like the woman being reluctant to let herself have what she wants. I, I don't think that was his intention. Yeah, no, probably not. No. And I will actually, that, that line ties perfectly into this next stick. So this is George Lucas talking about the relationship. And so what he was trying to say. So he says, I wanted to write a love story in a style that was extremely old fashioned. 
And frankly, I didn't know if I was going to pull it off. In many ways, this was much more like a movie that from the 1930s than any of the others had been with a slightly over-the-top poetic style, and they just don't do that in movies anymore. I was very happy with the way it turned out in the script and in the performances, but I knew people might not buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that actually makes a lot of sense because in all of the old-timey movies, it's basically the man is like, let me profess my feelings to you, and the woman's like, okay. Right. Yes. That's all it takes. <laughs> yep. Right. And again, I think this ties back to the, the thoughts I said earlier of like the 1930s were not the best portrayals of male and female relationships. So no, certainly not. It, so again, we're now portraying it not the best, but any other thoughts that we want to bring up on of just general positives of the, of the relationship that's all that's all i mean i got nothing else for the, for the positive well, we still got more positive it's about whether or, we dive into defending it against negatives i uh, think we should I, we think we should save because i know some of the comments i have that i that i could put out now i think are going to be better served in defense for like providing a counterbalance to some of the negative points okay. so yeah okay so Again, Padwan Lost states that there is no abuse. It is not an abusive relationship. And this is their argument for why that is the case. So they say Anakin's behavior, especially in Attack of the Clones, is often criticized because it diverges from the typical behavior of a popular male heroes in the 90s and early 2000s. It's hard for an audience who grew up with guys Charles Bronson, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, and Bruce Willis to accept the possibility of men openly expressing their love for a woman who is not dead slash dying in their arms to further the plot. People also didn't like the ultra-romanticism of the prequels, so it made sense for them to deny what George was trying to do. It's sad, but some find abusive behavior easier to accept than unconditional love and respect towards women. I agree, except for that last bit. Because he is not respectful to her. A couple times. Yeah, no. In that episode, yeah. Well, about in, in, in either, in, in, in or, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, he is not respectful oh, yeah. to her. And he does not respect women. All right. It was like, I don't think he's necessarily against women, but it's just like, he is, he is not respectful of her. Uh, right. Yeah. But I think another big thing that people come after is the age gap. So this is Padwan Lost commenting on the age gap uh, in defense of it. So the age gap is just an excuse people use to rationalize their dislike for Andy Dalla. If the problem had really been the different their age difference, the same people complaining about Anakin and Padme's ages wouldn't be reblogging posts about how the Phantom Menace would have been better if 25-year-old Obi-Wan had been dating 14-year-old Padme. Mm-hmm. Because there are people who ship that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who ship Padme and Obi-Wan, and yep. I, I definitely see see the beauty in it, but yeah, you still have an age gap there too. Big age gap there. <laughs> yep. They also go on to say, when they started their romantic sexual relationship, Anakin was 19 and Padme was 24. Both were 
were of legal age and consenting adults. There's nothing morally wrong or illegal about their relationship. People claim it's gross because society has this really narrow way of looking at romantic relationships, usually biased in favor of men. If Padme had been 19 and Anakin 24, he would have been considered a hero because men dating a younger woman is somehow a sign of virility, whereas a woman dating a younger man is a sign of desperation. This becomes painfully obvious after you notice the same fans who complain about Anidala age difference have no problem with the idea of Padme dating Obi-Wan, a man 11 years older than her. I, that, yep, I agree 100% with that. Now I was going to bring up the example of isn't Han supposed to be like 10 years older than Leia? And we all love that relationship. So... Yeah, I think it is just totally like the men is supposed the man is supposed to be the older one, the man is supposed to be the taller one. It's all of these really weird constructs we have about what a relationship should be, and it's just sure, and it's dumb. all been ingrained, you know, in our brain. Just right. Yep. Doing it, doing it any other different way is somehow weird or taboo. So I was gonna say, doesn't doesn't Annie Dalla even fall within uh, the classic Andy Dwyer Park and Rec half your age plus seven? Ha. Yes, it does. I yeah, believe so, it does. So if it's good for Andy Dwyer, it should be good for you. It folks. is exactly that. Yeah, there you go. It's like Andy and April. It's it's better than Andy and April because April is is not that. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, a little younger. Bigger age, gap no, bigger age difference. April. Yeah, she's a yeah. little yeah. younger. But yeah. anyway, yeah. side tangent on our Parks and Rec. <laughs> yes. But, but like, yeah, again, it's just, it's, it's sexism. Sexism, man. And... Yep. That is a that is very much an issue that continues to run through Star Wars, and it's something that we it will eventually have to deal with. Hopefully, hopefully, have have a have a good relationship. Because yeah, there's there's issues with Han and Leia that has the sequel trilogy. Well, even in the original trilogy, there's issues with Han and Leia. Uh, Raylo is a whole series of episodes in and of itself i'm sure coming oh, down yeah. the pike really the only good star wars relationship is a uh, rebels kanan and hera and they're not without fault either so correct are we to the negatives now we're to the negatives yeah all right let it rip okay <laughs> let him fly i got a bad feeling about this so i'm now going to say big big heads up of trigger warning because we are going to be pointing out many of the attributes and situations that Anakin portrays what could be viewed as abusive behavior. So right now is your trigger warning. If you do not want to listen anymore, completely understand, but just wanted to let people know that. So there's a number of pieces that Anakin shows that are negative and are are signs of abuse. We will go through each one of them. They are blame, jealousy, and control are the, are the big ones that are very obvious and can be seen in many abusive situations. So we're going to start off with blame. And the big blame that is put forth and again it's with manipulation and this is even before they're in a relationship so 
On Naboo, Anakin very clearly kisses Padme by the water without prompting or coercion. Padme accepts the kiss willingly at first, but then tells Anakin no, stopping him. Anakin ends up blaming Padme for the kiss by telling her that he is haunted by the kiss you should never have given me. Now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you. I can't breathe. I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. My heart is beating, hoping that that kiss will not become a scar. You are in my very soul, tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything that you ask. Beyond even blaming Padme for the kiss, which was freely given by Anakin to begin with, he also blames her for saying, by saying, you are in my very soul, tormenting me. So he's, he's saying that it's her fault that he is in such agony. Mm-hmm. And this is a classic line of abuse, of mm-hmm. blaming, of saying it's, it's your fault. And again, this is going to go a lot back to sexism. Sexism, man. Of it's your fault, so what are you going to do about it? When I can't deal with my own thing. Mm-hmm. So again, with that, he uses his words to manipulate Padme to feel at fault for the situation and to control her feelings to even consider pursuing the relationship further. Padme is roped into being the Bonnie to Anakin's Clyde. She lies to Obi-Wan and even lies to herself about just how far Anakin has gone. That goes to Revenge of the Sith. But again, like, he's causing blame. He, he again, with the blame, he also brings up when, like, you're starting to sound like a separatist in Revenge, in yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Like, he's calling her out and saying, nope, I'm going to do the worst thing. Even she's just having a thought. Have you ever considered that we may be on the wrong side? What do you mean? What if the democracy we thought we were serving no longer exists? And the Republic has become the very evil we've been fighting to destroy. I don't believe that. And you're sounding like a separatist. This war represents a failure to listen. Now you're closer to the Chancellor than anyone. Please ask him to stop the fighting and let diplomacy resume. Don't ask me to do that. I'm going to think about this and it's going to be manipulate. I'm going to try to manipulate you and put blame on you of like, you're going against us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's blame. I think there's some other ones, but we're, we'll jump to jealousy. He has a ton of jealousy. Yes. Oh yeah. That's I, I would argue that's his one of his biggest thing. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jealous. And I'll, I'll tell us where we got. I got all this stuff at the end. But Anakin's jealousy can be seen whenever Padme has an interaction with Obi-Wan Kenobi or other male characters. Anakin's reaction to hearing that Padme has interacted socially with at least Kenobi is to immediately act jealous and aggressively seek out the details of the interaction. So when he says, Padme, Obi-Wan's been here. And our previous person says that that's not he's not accusatory of Anna, of Padme, he's accusatory of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. But this person is saying that he's accusatory of both. And given what we given what we know about 
you know, having watched in Clone Wars, I can definitely see where his jealousy would be aimed towards both. Yep. Mm -hmm. Additionally, clear signs of the social isolation and secrecy of their relationship can be seen in Padme's propensity to wait alone in the Senate apartment she has until Anakin inevitably returns. So this goes with the fridging piece of like she's just staying in the apartment and never does anything but like this is a classic piece of abuse of isolating a person away from Mm -hmm. their others Mm -hmm. and a big problem i have with this is that it could have this could have been fixed if lucas had left the padme arc that he cut in revenge of the sith if he had left that in yeah, he cut that out, and so she is. She she interacts with no one. The only person she yep. interacts with is Anakin, or Obi Wan, or C three PO. I mean C three PO, but he's he's a droid. He doesn't really oh, count. Oh, he counts. Okay, <laughs> but like anyway, and but, the, and but she has a couple of she has a couple of she scenes has, with Bail. With Bail, yeah, like she yeah. goes to the goes mm-hmm. to the Senate f- like once with Bail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. And like this is where is it like it's totally isolated. She's totally isolated from all of her friends and and colleagues. And this is it, we've seen in previous movies that she is constantly surrounded by her friends and constantly has her, her handmaidens around her. Mm-hmm. And we don't see a single handmaiden, I don't think, in Revenge of the Sith. Mm, not with her, no. Not with her, yeah. So, and then again, according to the article, Padme becomes far more socially isolated the longer her relationship goes on. She goes from being surrounded by handmaidens to her one loyal living one being stuck in the middle of the lake country with a hormonal teenager. That is, yeah, that's in Attack of the Clones. And then in the movie, once she and Anakin are together romantically, her own potential excursions to the outside world are never displayed. As an audience, it can only be assumed She has none of importance, given we are never shown anything else beyond her waiting around for Anakin to return. (laughs) Going on the movies, that's exact. like, that's what they're saying. I I see the validity in that argument, but I would throw in the counter viewpoint of she's staying in the apartment and not venturing out because she supposedly, or at this point, she's very pregnant and she's not really supposed to be and she's trying to keep it a secret so the fewer places she goes and the fewer people she interacts with the less she has to try to hide it and can stay out of the public eye i'm not trying to like justify it but it's another way to explain the situation yes but that is also something that happens in abusive relationships is the person gets pregnant and then they don't go out and do things because they're pregnant I, yes, I can, I can, again, I can see that argument and I think yeah. there's validity in the argument, but I think it also echoes back to their whole conversation on Naboo of like, we can't be together and we have to keep this a secret. Right. So I, again, there's multiple ways to, to yeah. read this. Correct. Correct. So, so that's jealousy. Uh, anybody else, anybody else have any other thoughts on his jealousy? I mean, we, we talked about the Clovis arc or oh, we're going to talk right. Clovis, like that whole thing where, he beats up a guy because he thinks that she or because he kissed her and 
takes away your agency and everything. That's all a thing. I mean, it happens. Doesn't it happen multiple times in Clone Wars that he shows jealousy? Well, now tell me about your dealings with Senator Clovis. So you're here on Jedi business. <sighs> How well do you know Clovis? Why does that matter? That was before we were together. I am just trying to get a sense of who this guy is. Oh, for sure. Like, I, again, I don't know the episodes, but... Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Then we can move on to opening up. He does not open up to her. So he builds up his own walls and doesn't allow his partner to try to take them down or let her in, as I talked about a little earlier. Through this, he appears stubborn, emotionally removed, and that his state of mind is beyond help. Padme offers herself and her feelings and to help Anakin. What is it? Nothing. Don't do this. Don't shut me out. Let me help you. Hold me. Like you did by the lake on Naboo. But the vulnerability is not reciprocated on his end. Numerous times in Revenge of the Sith, she tries to help him and says, like, talk to me. Let me know. And he does not. Uh, It indicates that Anakin may be obsessed more than with the actual attachment and possession of Padme than to his commitment to a healthy relationship with her. Yes. I think I know some of the articles I read and I think that there is there I see truth in it is, you know, one of the reasons that Padme falls for Anakin is she thinks she can fix him. Mm -hmm. And that is also it's a slippery slope because in a lot of those situations that is also where you do have domestic abuse and in the worst case scenarios it does turn into murder situations yeah because you you think that you can help a person you think that you can fix a person and you are wrong and then that person you know be, either becomes so possessive or doesn't want you know sees that a failed relationship is 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 a failure and it's something like a personal attack and, and can't let that go and so I, I think that very much kind of fuels Anakin's inability to let Padme in and open up is it, it fits all of those it fits all of those pieces those traits yeah yeah and again I don't want to I because we're gonna get darker and I just like this is this is very dark and I know that but I don't think he did this George did this on purpose and I'm gonna say it again but like I don't think he did I think it's just all of these not good things got put together. So, yeah. Now we get to jump into his belittling. He belittles her in public and belittles her in, in private. When they are meeting the Naboo Queen in Attack of the Clones. What is your suggestion, Master Jedi? Oh, Anakin's not a Jedi yet. He's still a Padawan learner. But I was thinking... Hold on a minute. Excuse me. I was thinking I would stay in the lake country. There's some places up there that are very isolated. Excuse me. I'm in charge of security here, milady. Padme interjects by saying that Anakin is not a Jedi yet. He is still a Padawan learner and continues talking about a plan for her safety. Anakin's face immediately turns angry and hurt, and he quickly interrupts her by saying, Hold on a minute. Excuse me. Her role at this point in time is as a senator, and she holds authority over him even if he is protecting her as part of the security detail. 
They are on her home planet where her expertise holds much more weight. Yet despite these things, he feels that he can easily interrupt her and make his point heard. At the end of the altercation, Anakin apologizes by saying, sorry, milady, but his voice and physical demeanor don't actually look apologetic for the outburst. I I guess I'm being devil's advocate more than I thought I would hear, but this kind of goes back to our earlier discussion of how the, the Jedi Order has taught him to repress, or Anakin has not had a healthy relationship or any relationship, I guess, for that matter, modeled for him. So you look at Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship throughout Attack of the Clones, and Obi-Wan basically at every opportunity undercuts Anakin and belittles Anakin and says, you are so young, and my my young Padawan, and young, 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 young. And so if Anakin is under the impression in this this situation that he's the one in charge, and then to be undercut by Padme, I mean, it's the same thing of the, the roles are just reversed. And, and so it's, he's like, well, I get admonished when I try to undercut Obi-Wan. So, and then, you know, you, you have to do that. So I, it's just another way to look at it. I think both are correct. Yeah. I'd probably agree with that one. I hadn't thought about that. Cause yeah, Obi-Wan does belittle him. A lot. Well, and, a lot. And, and, I sure. mean, especially in, in Revenge public. of the Sith, the whole council is it, very, yeah. Critical. Very critical. Yeah. Like, you do not deserve to be here, man, and we're going to let you know. Yeah. Yep. Or, like, you can't do anything alone, and you have to be supervised, and it just, yeah. yeah. Right. And then a little bit of the belittling in pub, in, in private, mm-hmm. back to the, the fireside room, where he is trying to make them be in a relationship. And, again, this goes with manipulation and everything. Mm-hmm. She says no. Padme stands firm in the fact that a relationship between them is not a viable option at this point in time. She is determined and firm in her rationality of decision-making. The relationship for her sake and for his is not an option. She will not forsake his future for the relationship. Instead of respecting Padme's wishes, Anakin continues to poke holes in her argument. We can't. It's just not possible. Anything is possible, Padme. Listen to me. No, you listen. We live in a real world. Come back to it. You're studying to become a Jedi. I'm... I'm a senator. If you follow your thoughts through to conclusion, it'll take us to a place we cannot go, regardless of the way we feel about each other. Then you do feel something. I will not let you give up your future for me. You are asking me to be rational. That is something I know I cannot do. Believe me, I wish that I could just wish away my feelings, but I can't. I will not give in to this. Well, you know, it it wouldn't have to be that way. We could keep it a secret. We'd be living a lie, one we couldn't keep even if we wanted to. I couldn't do that. Could you, Anakin, could you live like that? No. And continually tries to poke holes and shoots at her of saying, you feel it too. Let, just tell me. Just tell me about these feelings. We could keep it a secret. Right. Yeah. 
you know if belittling is a different word for harassment because yeah yeah it's it's just, harassment yeah yeah, it, but, yeah. It, it is total harassment of you know she said no that she doesn't want this and so you you, you keep going after her it's it's not as romantic as y'all think <laughs> yeah like i don't like that scene i think it makes me very uncomfortable because i think natalie portman plays that scene incredibly well mm-hmm. because she is supposed to look uncomfortable mm-hmm. and she yep. does yep and i think she plays that scene better than was intended because she looks really uncomfortable does not look like she's in love with him at all looks like no. you are being creepy and weird to me so yeah <laughs> This is all coming from problems across the stars, wordpress.com. But again, this is a, this is a whole blog that is dedicated to showing the problematic elements of this relationship. Now we can jump to control. And this is this is actually from inverse.com, an article called Anakin Skywalker, Love Dark Side, Padme, Amidala, a Star Wars prequels. So in this one, it says Anakin is not a tragic guy, but instead a controlling and abusive sociopath. Anakin didn't really love Padme Amidala. He simply wanted to possess and control her, mostly to satisfy his own quest for power. Quitting the Jedi Order and running away with her is on the table. She, she brings that up in the Clone Wars and the movie a couple times. Of like, why don't you, why don't we run away together? But Anakin likes the glory of restoring order to the galaxy. Seen from a certain point of view, Padme is just an accessory to his ambition. Is it true love or the last gasp of an abusive person blinded by his need to control others? Hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I, but I, I see there's truth in it because Anakin has no control over any other portion of his life. Right. The Jedi tell him, go here, do that, do do all of these pieces. And so, you know, Anakin doesn't get to pick his missions. Anakin doesn't get to pick his life. And he never has. Right. He was a slave and then went straight into the Jedi order and, you know, had to go to these trainings. And then the war started and he has to, you know, go do these missions. And even Ahsoka was thrust upon him. He didn't have a choice in taking a Padawan. It's like, no, you are taking her now. And yes, their relationship grew and evolved. But again, he didn't have that say initially so i never had really thought about this is like the only part of anakin's life he does have control over yeah and it's problematic yeah it is you look like you're gonna say something ethan yeah you do i'm just processing all that because it really it really does affect how i view him as a a character overall when you think about just how how little choice he had with everything in his life and so i just i was just sort of my mind was then looking at the character with new light yeah right that that is the tragedy of of anakin skywalker and then i'm not going to get on that that side tangent but yeah that that is the tragedy of anakin skywalker right no and i mean we can get on that tangent because again that is that's the argument for him is that this is all a tragedy And so Mm -hmm. it's not abusive and it's not a bad relationship because it's just a tragedy. And that's why people, there are people like they, the tragedy is the love, the love, the starstruck love 
and we know how it ends. I, that's another another argument I've heard that is, I don't have a source on that, but um, we know how it ends. This is, a pro- yeah. this is one of the problems with the prequels and that relationship is like, we know how it ends. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're show- it's not where we can see something grow and, and then be surprised at the ending of like, we know where she's going. And so we're, we're staring at her and going, Why? we know he's going. Why are you with him? Yeah. That kind of thing of like, you know, yeah. he's falling, you know, he's going dark side. Why are you with him? Right. That, that, but that is such the Greek tragedy of like, right. you, you, you see it and it's like, you want to yell, stop. No, what are you doing? But you can't because they're already on the track. Right. Yep. And another two other things I'm going to bring up the, the first being another piece of abusive relationship and worrying about things is when in attack of the clones when padme consoles him after he's killed all the tuscan raiders mm-hmm. what's wrong annie I killed them. I killed them all. They're dead. Every single one of them. And not just the men, but the women and the children too. They're like animals and I slaughtered them like animals. I hate them. To be angry is to be human. I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. Because I've heard it, I think it's from you and other people. She's trying to console him and get out of because he's going crazy or whatever. But it's almost like it's a manipulation of him, him manipulating her a little bit. But also it's just, it's weird it's just a whole weird dynamic because literally he's talking about murdering people and he's like, I hate them. And she, she literally just says to him to be angry is to be human. Yeah. After confessing to murder, after confessing to murder and, or maybe that was just before he confessed to it. No, he said all the things. And then she, and then she, then she says all those things. And I'm just, that's really weird. Yep. And it's just, it's, it doesn't do her character any good because again, that's, this is huge red flags here and she still falls in love with him. And it's still that, that manipulation. And, but I know you've said like, oh, it's, what would you say if you're trying to get away from a sociopath or like, you wouldn't want to anger somebody more. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and that totally makes sense. But then she still falls in love with him later. That's where that's where the problem with it is. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Why the why then when you're about to die do you confess your love for him? Because yeah, it's like yeah. You, you have a way out. You know, you no longer have to be next to this this person that you feared at any moment could could snap and kill you too. You know, if that if that's the situation <laughs> that she was in, it's like well that's going to be over soon. So I you still don't have to say anything, right? And I'll say like, and I think this is she was told to portray it this way. Padme never looks scared in that moment, in that in that scene to me. Mm-hmm. Nope. And I'm just, this seems weird how angry he is. And we're like, again, it's this isn't 
supposed to be an abusive moment. This is a, a sexist moment. Sexism, man. Because this is you looking at Anakin and seeing his dark side and progressing that dark side story. And then Padme is, you're looking at Padme's character and you're like, that doesn't matter. Whatever is happening doesn't matter. I mean, the only no. thing I can think of to come in defense of that. So listeners, if you have something, please. Please let us know. Yeah, but the only thing I can think of is maybe she just didn't believe him that he actually murdered the people. Maybe. That he was just so mad and like, I wish I could kill them or like, I wish I did. And she didn't, she didn't believe that he actually did it. And so then it's just like, well, yeah, you're angry at these people because they kidnapped your mom. And so that that's natural to be right. angry at her death and angry at the people who kidnapped her. Maybe she didn't believe he actually did it. I have no clue why. And I think you still have those character weird flaws. Yeah. The, the, yeah. That, but yeah. 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 That like I, cause we, we, I don't think we talked about it in our, in our Padme episode. So I just wanted to bring that up, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is my my final thought on negatives. Then there's a there's a theory we get to talk about. But a lot of people really love the Star Wars novelization Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Think it's a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Well, therefore I I have found some really not great things that are portrayed in that book. And from everything I've heard, George Lucas, like, literally had line-by-line edit of this book. So he could choose what was in and what was not. So, like, this is not something where it's like, oh, he didn't mean it that way. But there are numerous occasions where he actually gets, like, almost physically abusive to her. And gets and, and so I'm about to read a, 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 a paragraph or so from it. And this is where he actually gets, like, uh, abusive. So this is when he meets Padme. Anakin meets Padme just as he gets back. And so like behind the pillar together. And he says, I'm barely even home and you're already trying to talk me into going back to the war. This isn't about politics, Anakin. It's about you. Something has changed, hasn't it? Thunder gathered in his voice. I felt it even outside. Something has changed. She lowered her head. Everything has changed. What is it? What? He took her by the shoulders now, his hands hard and irresistibly powerful. There's someone else. I can feel it in the force. There's someone coming between us. Not the way you think, she said. Anakin, listen. Who is it? Who? Anakin, stop it. Stop it, Anakin. You'll hurt us. His hands sprang open as though she had burned them. He took an unsteady step backward, his face suddenly ashen. Padme, I would never. I'm so sorry. I just, he leaned on the pillar and brought a hand weakly to his eyes. The hero with no fear, what a joke. Padme, I can't lose you, I can't. You're all I live for. Wait, he lifted his head, frowning quizzically. Did you say us? She reached for him and he came to meet her hand. Rising tears burned her eyes and her lip trembled. I'm Annie, I'm pregnant. Huh. So like that is that is quintessential abusive behavior right there. His jealousy, his his everything, yeah. and his it, and then his immediate like, oh, I would never do that to you. I would never. That is classic. That wasn't truly me. That wasn't me. That was that was somebody else. I didn't actually mean to hurt you. You just make me so mad. You make me so jealous. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
So again, yeah, it's just, and, and people love this book. I've never read this book, but like people love this book. And then they try to pretend that there's no problematic elements in it. And I'm like, ah! So, any other thoughts on the negatives that you would like to bring up? No, I have not brought up. I I covered all the ones uh, I was, that I had thought about or hadn't thought about, but discussed, so. Yeah, I think we've covered the bulk of the bases and just kind of reflecting back, it's interesting to me how most of them have to deal with Anakin versus Padme. Mm -hmm. But I think we also just get more Anakin character development than Padme character development. Correct. And I, and I think, and I will say the biggest reason why I don't like this and like, I don't necessarily like their relationship again is because I think it undercuts Padme's character in general Mm -hmm. because she's shown to us to be a strong independent character and her, basically her relationship with Anakin shows that she is not, as strong or I guess she's, she's still strong, but I'm like, again, and again, I guess this is also a good thing. The relationship weakens her. The relationship weakens her, but I guess this is a good thing because like anybody can get into those situations. Anybody can be in in an abusive relationship. And so I guess that is, that is a positive of it. Like anybody can be in that relationship. It's not, Oh, you can, cause everybody can think like, Oh, I'll never get in that situation. And so that is, I will say one, one positive out of that is that, yeah, you can see you may like Padme a lot, but she still gets into this abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Yep. Then. Yeah. So before we sign off, we get to see a, a thought. I want to discuss a, a, a theory. And I don't know if either of you have heard of it. Have either of you heard of the theory that Padme is under the Jedi mind trick and doesn't actually love Anakin, but is mind tricked into loving him? Yes. No. All right. What do you know about it, Sarah? What I know of it is throughout the events of Attack of the Clones, Anakin basically persuades and manipulates, not persuades, but manipulates the Force and manipulate, uh, you know, manipulates her, manipulates her to loving him. And I mean, I guess the convenience of the war, they don't actually really interact all that much. Yes, they, they, Clone Wars expands upon that, but still I think the arcs where we get Anakin and Padme together and you know, let alone in any capacity are few and far between. So it's fairly easy to maintain, I, I guess the, 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 the charade of it versus like if they were to be more of a true couple when you're, you know, actually together. Yeah. So this is from Inside the Magic, Star Wars Padme Theory. And so I will I will give us explanation and we, we can kind of discuss whether we agree or not. They say, Anakin continuously gives her this look and he is as pushy and flirty and creepy as every angsty 19-year-old boy. It makes her uncomfortable, but she's also older, more experienced, and, expectedly, has her fun with him. But she had no idea, though, the Jedi mind trick at play that would get her to confess her love for him towards the end of the film. 
When she's not playing senator, hiding her pregnancy, she is up in her fancy penthouse like a bird in her cage. Anakin discusses his fear of loss with Yoda, who reminds him that fear of loss stems from greed. That greed, that need to possess Padme is what drives him to the dark side. He tells Padme, love can't save you. Only my new powers can do that. My powers are greater than the emperor's. I can overthrow him. And together, you and I can rule the galaxy, make things the way we want them to be. There are several moments where Anakin gives Padme the creepiest look in the galaxy. You can see the gears turning in his head. The most common examples of the Jedi mind tricks we see are when Jedi get people to think, say, or do things. I don't like the idea of, of it just being chalked up to her being under some uncontrollable spell. I certainly think that would deflate her development as a character for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm not a, a fan of it because yeah, it undercuts her a lot. I think even more than the, the, the idea that basically just like Anakin professed his love so much and wore her down and she's like, fine, we'll be in a relationship even if she didn't you know truly love him. But it's just like, it's easier to, to cave to you than to cater. Like to me, that's stronger. Yes, it's not necessarily a great character testament or trait, but it's stronger than the force tricked me into loving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But, but but it does make me think, you know, so like, I guess if the, the force manipulated it, I wonder if Anakin did so intentionally or if it's just because he is so powerful and the force and didn't really mean to. And just, you know, the, the force was called upon in a way he didn't intend to because his powers are so strong. But I think that's just going where the theory didn't intend it to. I disagree. I think that's exactly where the theory is going. That he may not have necessarily meant to coerce. Right. Because, again, you have to think about it where every example of the Jedi mind trick we've seen, the Jedi have waved their arms and have to say what they're saying, what they're thinking. Well, and they also say it in a very specific and tone it is of voice. a specific tone of voice and stuff like that. And so, like, they say, like, these are not the droids you're looking for. And, and credits will do fine. And, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that's exactly where the theory is going is, like, again, it's not... It was not like an instantaneous Jedi mind trick of I instantaneously you'd love me. And again, because Padme is a strong-willed character, it's that, and again, we don't know Jet, we don't know the powers of Jedi who are in love. Like we don't know, we we never see that. And so, like, yeah. is it him just like willing it and like wanting of like, I want you to be in love with me, I want you to be in love with me. And then like the, like kind of using the force to kind mm-hmm. of push her in that, that way. So I don't mm-hmm. think I will, I'm okay with the theory of it being, he's kind of manipulating and pushing her in that direction. I do not think he is, bam, you love me. And she loves me because she fights it. She fights him all through Attack of the Clones. Well, and that makes sense too, that his surprise in the arena, because like, yeah. Yeah. That, like that, it's that, a surprise if he's just like, it. I thought you, I thought you said we couldn't. And so it's like, yeah. that's where I think the exact theory is, is that like the Jedi, he used the force to kind of nudge her in the way, not on purpose main necessarily, but I'm just like, because he was in love with her and his force energy and like his creepy looking and stuff like that of like him, like maybe not again, using the force 
on purpose, but just being, I, I want you to love me, that kind of thing. So, I mean, I would, I would offer credence to that because again, mm-hmm. I think that again, answers a lot of the issues with it. Again, I don't think this is real. I think this is not true at all. It's a fun yeah. theory. I think it's a fun theory. It's yeah, because it, like this, this explains the, why does she still love him after he confessed to murder? Yeah, I was going to say it, it still upholds like, her character. And I, I think the, talking about it more, I, I, I'm actually a little bit more in, in favor of the theory than when, right. when we started. When we started, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, again, it's just, it's manipulating her and pushing her in that direction. It's not like you love me and she's under mind control the whole time. Or at least that's not where I take the theory. Like but, there might but, be people who have that, but I'm like. It, it's that old adage, you put out love out into the world and love comes back to you. Right, yeah. Being very, being very <laughs> flower power here. So yeah, mm-hmm. you, you get what you put out. And so if that's a really weird way to manipulate the force unintentionally, but hey, there's a lot we don't know about, about the, force. the force. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. We went everywhere in that conversation. We did. That was fun. I still don't like it. You still don't? Okay. He still doesn't like it. All right. Do you know why? How come? Oh, I just, you know, I I just don't like the idea of her being influenced at all, albeit even unbeknownst to Anakin. I just think it's, there, there needed to be more evidence there or more... Yeah. Well, I don't think it's real, dude. No, I know. I'm just like, saying it's it's a he- fun headcanoning. Okay. Well, still. So Ethan's saying it's not a fun fun head. It's not fun for him, which yeah, is fine. No, that, no yeah, fun. and that's fine. No fun for him. Okay. <laughs> no fun for. I'm me. like, yeah, no, yes, because just because to, to me it's a headcanoning thing mm-hmm. of the similar with the Palpatine took the life force out of Padme and gave it to Vader. Cause I'm fine. If you headcanon that there is no way that that was intentional. And that's what actually happened. I'm fine. Oh. If you headcanon it. Yeah. But like, yeah. So it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, this was a long episode. Thank you very much for being yeah. on with us, Sarah. It, it's always a pleasure. And we had some good conversations. Yeah. We had some great conversations. If you'd like to be on the show at all or want to follow us, we have a pod chaser. We have iTunes. We have Spotify. We are on Twitter at who shot one SW pod. And we have a Facebook at who shot first SW pod. And we also have an email. If you want to send us email, send us questions, have any ideas on what kind of controversies we can cover, how we can get, make the show better. And our Twitter again is who shot one SW pod. And I think that will will take us out from all of us here at Who Shot First. Never Never tell us the odds. odds. Never tell me the odds. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. (laughs) Oh, really? You're cold? Where are you? My basement. Oh, I have never been to the basement. Yes, you have. Or if I have, it wasn't. Uh, it was not wasn't filled with anything. No. Set up. Yeah. No. Sabe, stop it. <clears throat> She's playing with my cord. Um, so, um, back to that uh, PodZap article. Retro Zap. Sorry. Oh, actually, and we can we can maybe go into this but we'll we'll go into that later we'll talk about clone wars later
Make up your mind. I will. I know. This is, this is bad. So, um, <laughs> you got something? I'm just pulling this up for later, dear. Oh, okay. you, you see, we're really scattered. Oh, I am. I'm so scattered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I, I have, I, I pulled up a blog post I have blog post. for later. Okay. But please finish your thought. That is my thought. Great. <laughs> we're going to probably cut that piece out. That was terrible. I, <laughs> I That's okay. Know. I don't even know. Uh, no worries. It's going to be a fun one to, to edit. I'm edit. glad you're giving yourself work. Yeah. I had a thought, but I lost it. Lost it. On pause. Oh, no. So one more. Wait, we're still on positives? I thought yes. you switched to the negatives. No, we were, we were <laughs> on uh, like defense of the positive. So positives defending against things. Is what, so saying no abuse and stuff like that. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> Sorry. What are you laughing at? Because I know where it goes. Oh. Okay, I'm going to reread that then with your laugh. What is it? What? Who took her by her? <clears throat> what? What is it? What? There it is. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you almost got in there without being done. Ugh. Um. Awesome. Have fun editing. Okay, that yeah, that's going to be a bear yeah. to <laughs> Okay, so 